Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. I'm Rich Elman, alongside the producing, the man over there on the other side of the window, of course, is going to be, uh, well, without a doubt, we <laughs> we look at him and call him Will Porter. He uh, has really done a great job this week, and uh, putting everything together for us, to get everything ready for us here this morning is, uh, it's going to be a loaded show. I'm Rich Elman for a, uh, a solid two-hour show, and when I say a solid two-hour show, I mean it from the top of the bottom of each hour. Uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to have a lot of people to talk to as we'll start off here this morning with our guest list. Here it is, the five-star guest list today, brought to you by our friends over at the Tent Farm. We're not throwing any shade to these guys for sure, but we are going to give these guys some respect here this morning. At 7-12 this morning, we'll check in with Ryan Berger. He is the starting quarterback over there at Myrtle Beach High School, class of 2022. Uh, he is the uh, new man on campus. He stepped up about three games ago. That's right during the playoffs. It started as a sophomore after uh, Luke Doty was injured. He is 3-0. and oh, And those three wins come off during the playoffs. Now, they'll play Wren tomorrow. It is the, uh, the middle game of the uh, day. We'll start off with the 5A, then 4A, then 3A. Over at williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, that one should be a good one. So why not? At 7.30, we'll bring the other quarterback in here from Wren, South Carolina. That is going to be uh, Joe Owens. Now, this young man uh, has won a bunch of games this year. He's thrown 69 touchdowns. The record is 71. So he only needs two touchdowns to go in the end zone. He'll tie the record. He goes three, he'll win the record. Of course, uh, they're out of Piedmont, South Carolina. Uh, again, they are the second game of the event tomorrow for uh, the Day of Champions for uh, South Carolina High School football. And then the big decision at 8 o'clock will be heard from the big man, Brandon Johnson. He's the defensive lineman over there at Fort Dorchester, where he, of course, uh, will announce on the air right here on Southern Sports Central and here's his choices, Florida Atlantic, Navy, Florida International, and Furman. So the question is, is he going to stay here in the Carolinas? Does he head down to the uh, Sunshine State in Florida, or does he go up north a little bit and hang out with the Navy? It's going to be a fun one to uh, roll the drums and play the fight songs wherever he decides to go. And that, again, will be at 8 o'clock with Brandon Johnson. And then at 8.30, Tony Aguilini, as always, checks in here with us. We'll do a pick em segment. We'll basically pick all of the uh, the big games that are coming up this weekend in the uh, college football conversation. We will talk a little bit about that here as well. Uh, we will be on the road tomorrow. Exciting news. Uh, will and I will uh, we'll pick up the stuff, and we'll head over to williams Bryce Stadium, a couple of hours away from Charleston, 
where we'll uh, team up with our buddy JB over there at SC Varsity, and we'll hang out a bit, do a few shows, and uh, get to know a few new people here, shake a few hands after having what I would say probably a, a solid two weeks of a lot of great guests coming in here and doing some big things. Uh, last night, I had a chance to MC the Somerville Banquet, always a good time, to watch these athletes get a chance to get recognized. Yeah, everybody's like, well, let's not drag it out too long. And it's like I told everybody, look, check it out. This is the last time for the seniors they're going to get a chance to uh, do anything pertaining this football team. So I always do when I have these opportunities to uh, MC the events, especially for a, a uh, celebratory event for a, a, a high school, college team. I like to do the transition. They've got to have some type of a, a transition from handing the guard off from one class to the next class. And of course, uh, in high school, it's the seniors stand up, they sit down, and all of a sudden, here come the juniors, and they'll stand up, and they look around because they are the new captains of this football team. And I tell you what, Somerville looks pretty good. These guys have got a lot of juniors, Will, uh, standing around yesterday, and I was pretty uh, pretty impressed. I didn't realize how many guys were coming back and how impactful this class is going to be. Without further ado, I do bring in Will here this morning. Will, top of the morning. Good morning to you, man. How was the how was the banquet last night? I'm sorry that I missed it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Got a lot of awards handed out. A lot of people recognized. You know, you got your scholars taken care of. That was that's a good award. Uh, and, and that one, of course, is uh, is brought to you by Miss McKissick. Miss McKissick. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah, that that award kind of uh, it means a little bit more, right? Got to put a little bit more in that bucket that we talked about. It takes a little more to be a champion. That type right. of stuff. But uh, got that those guys recognized, had the players uh, of each class, and, and and just different awards that they hand out, and all, just a good time, uh, and a, a good opportunity for one final time to get the original band together from 2019. Moms and dads were there. Uh, great environment. Of course, it takes a lot to put this stuff on food, uh, the whole scheduling thing. Make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be at. Uh, but I thought Joe Call and, and, and the staff over at Somerville did a great job. All the coaches did a great job recognizing each player and um, and really kind of hit it at home. I'm sure. And, uh, you know, something to the to the credit, too, that, you know, Somerville football, they I think they had a spectacular season. Now, granted, I didn't um, – I didn't – I wasn't part of the team um, with ESPN or with you from start to finish. But um, from what I could see that um, the kids played with a lot of heart and um, I don't think that they had any uh, any regrets for uh, what they were able to produce on the football field. Now, probably some um, some results that they didn't want uh, to go their way. Um, but, you know, but the but the season is a season, and and it's really nothing to hang your hat on. I I think that they did a fantastic job this year, and uh, the the juniors have um, a lot a lot to look forward to moving forward into next year. And also not to mention that uh, their leadership is going to step up into uh, the largest role that it, it has uh, ever been uh, for them in their, in their young lives, in their uh, careers as uh, high school football players. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I tell you, Somerville, uh, you know, the thing is, if you look at the numbers, 48 high schools in 5A football, they finished at worst, number 16. They were either, you know, 16 or 12, I think the number would be. So not bad uh, there for Somerville. Not sure how you want to kind of lay that into it, but uh, not a bad year. Not a bad year for these guys. They finished uh, in the second round, 
And uh, not where they want to be, though, because I'm going to tell you something. Whether it's, you know, one or the other, they always want to win the state championship. They want to win the region. You know, they fell short of both of those. Uh, there are certain goals that they have set, and I know that for a fact, that, uh, that they want to do during their, during their, I would say, road to the final finish. But uh, a lot to be proud of. Had a lot of guys, by the way, had to step up for the first time ever. And uh, I think that's a big deal. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a big deal. And I say ever because they've been standing on the sideline because they've had guys that have really honestly been waiting for that chance. And, and for anybody, I'm going to tell you, this is for everybody out there. You know, you're going to get a chance. When you get that shot, you've got to make the most of it. You've got to always be ready. You've got to pay attention to our practices. You've got to pay attention to uh, anything going on because you don't ever know when your number is going to get called. And you've got to show up. You've got to show up and be ready to rock and roll. Uh, of course, that being said, uh, we are going to take a quick break here in just about a minute and a half here as we'll bring you up as the bus is pulling up now to Myrtle Beach High School. The Seahawks, uh, these guys ready to roll and defend their state championship that they won last year. This year, they go against a very good team in the upstate up there near the uh, Green area, uh, Greenville area. And that, of course, is Piedmont, South Carolina with uh, Wren High School. These guys have been here before. Now, it's been a while, but they've uh, they've earned the right to play in that lower state championship game um, tomorrow. Now, they'll all head down, if I'm not mistaken, today. They'll stay tonight, and they'll get up in the morning and be there in the capital city where they'll play uh, as well. So uh, we do have two games tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Will, I'm going to let you tell them a little bit about tonight because they'll head to Benedict College here today, and uh, you'll have the 1A that, those teams will, will square away, and then the 2A teams will uh, will kind of get it together. And Because that's going to be a, a very good game. And, I, and, again, the one game I know you're excited about is the Saluda taking on uh, uh, Barnwell. And uh, you'll talk about that one and talk a little bit about the 1A game. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, um, and we have we have time afterwards to, uh, to take a break after this. But, um, you know, I, I didn't realize this, and we probably didn't, but uh, – Saluda is playing in the 2A uh, state championship. Rich Spring Mineta is playing in the 1A state championship. Those are two, um, those are two schools from the same county in the county that I grew up in. And I was talking to my folks last night, and um, and my dad mentioned to me just how how dangerous that this Rich Spring team is because uh, you know growing up I, I we only we only played them one time and it was it was just a quick rivalry game to start off the season and I think that um that that's not really a good um uh that, that's not a good test to um to put up against a, a rich spring team um that I I think that they're chasing their their first championship in many years um the same as what Saluda's doing now Saluda uh has had a lot of adversity thrown their way the past couple of years we've we've mentioned it all on the show before I've mentioned it on the show that they they've had to get past Abbeville or past uh, past Barnwell for that matter, um, or, or, or no, it was just against Abbeville, and so now they're going to be playing a team that is um, that is Barnwell, and that that's going to be that's going to be a huge game uh, for for both. I think that uh, Barnwell was looking for redemption against Abbeville, but uh, Abbeville got knocked out by the Tigers. Um, in one A, it's going to be uh, Green C. Floyd's taking on Rich Spring Mineta, and and for Mineta, they have they have the home. Um, they have the home advantage. Of course, it's at a neutral site, but they um, they have the they have the home advantage. And uh, they they played a team in in Wagner Sally, which that's a team that they've had their struggles to get past 
um, in, in the years prior to this one and to this playoff. So, um, you know, of course, they, they went last week uh, to Wagner, Sally, and, and then they beat them on the road 26-22. to 22. And so that earns them a ticket to the 1A state championships uh, today, uh, tonight, actually. And, I mean, I tell you how supportive you, – you've mentioned this, Richie, about, you know, small-town football. It's just – it's different. It's bred different because um, I looked on the, on the social media last night, and we saw, we saw this team um, – the, the tickets that went on sale were at three different locations um, across Saluda, and they all sold out within uh, the first maybe eight hours. And somebody had to go on the social media and put on a um, put out a tweet that said, um, you know, all the tickets are sold out, but you can still order yours on um, um, GoFan. Uh, I think I, I forget the ticket site name. I remember seeing it though. They, you can still get them for like $2 extra, and then they're also still available at the gate. Um, and that just shows the willingness of, of the town. And I, I, the town's shutting down for that game, honestly, because it's, it's uh, once in a lifetime. Uh, it's, it's been a long time coming that Salute has been in a playoff game um, of this caliber, and it, be, and it being a state championship. You know, you look at these games here, and you're right. There's small town USA, breeze, eats, sleeps. Friday Night Lights. I mean, that's what it's about. Every country song you've ever heard of, every Friday Night Lights song, and maybe you, maybe you cue that up. Maybe you cue up the Friday Night Lights song. I don't, I don't know, but it is going to be a big night tonight. We wish the 1A and the 2A guys the best of luck. They are the best of the best in their class of football, and the coaches have put in the time. The players have put in the time, and how about the trainers? Yeah, you got to give them some love to the trainers. I mean, these guys and girls have shown up and ran that water out, you name it, they've done it, but we are going to do this. We're going to run out to a break. We come back. It's time to check in with Ryan Berger. He is the starting quarterback, sophomore class of 2022. He's going to check in here with us just around the break. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Altman. That's Will Porter. We're coming back right here on Southern Sports Central.
Learn your love by giving little by little. Faith don't contribute. You know that something I'm so proud of. I was raised on Earl, raised on Willie. Got my honky tonk attitude from Joe Debbie. Daddy did too. It's family tradition. Someone cracks it up, you can't Out of the morning to you, everybody. I'm Rich. I'm alongside Will Porter here for our Friday morning edition. Two solid hours as we're going to have a solid show. We're going to start it here right now as we're going to head over to the Mattsburgers Hotlines. We're going out to the Grand Strand, Myrtle Beach High School, the destination. As the bus is ready to uh, pull up, and we've got him mic'd up, I believe, ready to go. Ryan Berger, the starting quarterback, a sophomore, class of 22. He's 3-0, and and all three victories come in the playoffs, and he's doing it in fashion. Top of the morning, Ryan. Welcome to the first of many visits to Southern Sports Central, brother. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. So, sophomore year, you take over for this guy, Luke Doty. No big deal, right? I mean, winning championships and chasing, you know, these trophies on a Saturday is kind of the norm over at Myrtle Beach. But, man, you've done a great job with it. I, uh, I've watched you here from Charleston. Uh, up there on the Grand Strand. I shared this with you yesterday in our conversation uh, or last night over the phone after y'all's practice that you know, I grew up up that way. Uh, Surfside uh, is, is home to me. I went to Sacassie, y'all's rival. Uh, and uh, just I kind of let you know, I know about everybody on your staff. I uh, grew up with a lot of them. And uh, I grew up playing in that same stadium in the same football uh, situation. So not surprised up here uh, at Southern Sports Center that you guys are doing big things and uh, – Come to find out, the offensive coordinator, and uh, and, and you guys uh, know each other well from Somerville. Of course, that is a Conway guy as well, and uh, that's Coach Spivey. But he also said to say top of the morning to you when I got you in here. But uh, that being said, Ryan, man, let, let's catch up, man. Uh, you got the uh, right. you got the nod the other day. This was uh, three games ago. Uh, what went through your mind as you've been kind of the understudy for the guy that's heading to the University of South Carolina? He's the best quarterback uh, out of this class around the Palmetto State, Luke Doty. But what was your thoughts coming off the sidelines, knowing that it was your team uh, going forward at least at that moment, and then now you find out it's your team for the rest of the year? Uh, yes, sir. Even though he was, Luke was hurt, he's always been helping me. Um, he's been helping me prepare for this moment if it were to happen. He's been preparing me for next year. He's a great leader in what he does. He's great with film study, great leader. He's a great friend of mine, and I really appreciate him. Hey, hey that's what it's all about, man, training up. You know, it's that whole, uh, I'd say, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers thing, because you've uh, definitely stepped into this role, and you haven't skipped a beat yet. And, uh, you know, I know, again, we talked about your defense over there at Myrtle Beach, they're very good. They're known for shutouts and handling business uh, and doing the things that need to get done, uh, led by Jason Owens. J.O. is what I believe he goes by over there, and uh, he's brought a lot of heat. How good has it been, and how much has it helped you uh, to go against? Uh, because usually during the season, uh, the backup guy 
usually is uh, working with the uh, the first string defense. Is that kind of the story? Is that how you guys kind of do it up there on the Grand Strand during practices? Um, That's when, of course, Luke was there. Yes, sir. We try to. I mean, they have a great defense. They help. They help uh, us offense out a lot. They 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 stepped up to the plate these past few games. They've done a great job. I'm really grateful for them. Our special teams have done a great job too, and I'm just really thankful for them helping our offense. Live right now with the starting quarterback, class of 2022, that makes him a sophomore. Okay, how would you like it if you had to get the nod and all of a sudden Luke Doty, who is heading to the University of South Carolina, the hottest quarterback in the state of South Carolina, goes down and you're the next man up as a sophomore. That's a big task to fill, a huge shoe to fill, if you will, and you're doing it in fashion, sitting there at 3-0. and uh, Let's talk a little bit about last week. Uh, you guys had Hartsville, I believe, on the schedule. Now, Hartsville is a team that you guys know well about. Uh, and they're right down the road. For anybody who doesn't know where Hartsville, South Carolina is, uh, you know, they're a team that has played about everybody there on the Grand Strand. I grew up uh, in the area where they were in the same uh, region as us. Now, they've, of course, stayed in 4A when the class of 5As went up. That being said, uh, I believe it was a rematch from the season. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Ryan, but kind of talk to us uh, about yes, sir. Uh, Tell me about these three games, man. When you got the nod, what went through your mind? Was it during the game? That you came off the sidelines uh, yes, and came into the game? It was actually uh, Lakewood. Yes, sir. We came, I believe we were down. I believe we were down, but we pushed over and team, came back through that one. Then we had North Myrtle next. They're a great team. We play them a lot. They they have a great defense. They prepared, and we prepared, and we pulled out that one. And then Airport, they're, they were a great team. We got got to a slow start. I got off to a slow start, which is partially my fault, and we pushed adversity too in that one. Then last week was Hartsville. We we started off slow again, and I think we were down 14-0, and the second quarter, we scored 14 and tied it up at halftime, and I felt like we had some momentum going into halftime, and then we came out and finished the game. Well done, man. I tell you what, you'd never know this young man was a sophomore. He's figured this thing out pretty quickly here, and uh, having the opportunity to get you in here, Ryan, uh, is, is a blessing, man. So now you've set us up. Tomorrow, the big day. You're the second game on the schedule. So you're the, the you know, that's that's about where you want to be at. Not too early, not too late. Uh, you guys today will do something special over there at Myrtle Beach, if I'm not mistaken. Before you guys get on the bus and you head over to Columbia, you'll stay the night in Columbia, wake up tomorrow refreshed, ready to play some football and win a state championship for what could be the second year in a row. That's pretty big, by the way. Tell us how today goes. Yeah, I know you're on the air with us here this morning, but here in a few, you'll get moving. You'll head over to, to the high school uh, and uh, kind of get things moving. But uh, what does today look like? And uh, give us maybe an idea, and you may not know tomorrow, but uh, for the rest of this day, uh, what's on the schedule and uh, what kind of, uh, I'd say, celebrations do you have before you get out of Myrtle Beach? Uh, yes, sir. We have a parade at 9 o'clock. We're going to walk through all the schools and high five the little kids, and they're going to send us off on the on the bus, and then we're going to go to – we're going to drive, and then we're going to drive out to Sprint, South Carolina, to go to Schoolhouse Barbecue, which I haven't been to yet, but it sounds really good, and everybody's been telling me it's really good. So that'll be fun, and then we're, we're going to go over to Columbia tonight and stay in a hotel, and we'll probably do some sort of team activity. 
I don't know yet, and then get our sleep, get hydrated, get rest, and get ready for tomorrow. Well, brother, it looks like a, a great day today, and, and of course, uh, I know your head coach pretty well, I'd say, growing up in the area, but uh, he's done a great job with this program. He's done a great job overall, but before I get you out of here, Love to that O line, man. Because without these big guys up front, man, you get a chance to run the ball, throw the ball, sit in the pocket, be comfortable, some other stuff. Uh, talk to about this big offensive line that you guys have uh, going up there to the state championship. Yes, sir. We have a federal offensive line. We have four seniors. They're great. They're really great. They they're the they're the real ones. They they run block, pass block. They've hardly given up any sacks this year. They're great. They they're great picking up blitzes and picking up like corner blitzes, any any sort of blitz, and they're great up front. I haven't gotten a lot of pressure. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't be able to score. The offense wouldn't be able to score. I mean, they're they're great. They're the they're the real ones on the team. They're the most underrated guys, and I really appreciate them. And I know our whole offense appreciates them. Well, buddy, I tell you what, I. Uh... I appreciate you getting up early this morning, hanging out with us, talking a little football as you guys, uh, the big matchup tomorrow. Uh, I would say uh, for the upstate that you guys will see, in a matchup, I would say a, a, a huge uh, heavyweight match. Second game on the docket over there at Williams-Brice Stadium where you guys will take on Wren High School out of Piedmont, South Carolina. Winner take all tomorrow midday with that. Ryan will say uh, best of luck to you, man. Congratulations on a three and zero record coming in as a sophomore, taking up uh, the role of a, a, a pretty big shoes. But it seems like you wear some big ones yourself there. So uh, good luck tomorrow. Enjoy it. Like you said, hydrate, uh, get some rest tonight. And you and I will uh, have a chance to shake hands tomorrow and uh, do oral induction and uh, hang out. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, buddy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. He is a sophomore, 22, the starting quarterback for the Myrtle Beach Seahawks. These guys will be playing for a uh, defending state championship tomorrow. Middle uh, of the day will be their schedule because they'll start off with the 5A game at 1230, then the 4A game, and then the 3A game. So that's going to be a lot of fun conversations. Uh, man, I can only imagine this young man has no idea how big this is, and I think that's a big deal. I think he does know. Let me rephrase that. He knows how big it is, but he's never been here before because why would he? I mean, I, I can only imagine he's, he's probably somewhere around 14, 15 years old as a as, as a sophomore. He might be 16. Might be. But uh, nevertheless, uh, he's a he's he's a winner, man. This kid 3-0 and steps up for Luke Doty. Already has done great things at such a young uh, career in high school. Yeah, Luke Doty, those are big shoes to fill. And, um, you know, Ryan, he's, I think that he's doing a great job for uh, lead them deep into the playoffs for um, this, this deep run and even going into a, a state championship. They have a, they have a shot defending the title again. And I think a lot of that, um, a lot of that is the headspace where I, I don't think that he's so much, uh, he, he doesn't seem so much psyched up. You know, he talked about, uh, he talked about team and he talked about, um, he, like he was praising his guys up front um, for for protection and and the um, and you know the uh, you know on defense about pass blocking and things like that and and his defense giving uh, giving him opportunities to um, you know make plays on the other side of the ball. I think that's huge. That is really huge. Also, not to mention that the the senior leadership there 
at Myrtle Beach, those sea those Seahawks there that they have they've been there before. And uh, for them, I think that um, if, if there's anything that, that Ryan is going through currently, he, um, you know, give it, give it some time to, um, you know, to, to talk it out, uh, to get level-headed about it. Because, you know, it, it, is a, it is a huge stage. You know, you think about an upper state championship or a lower state championship, then you finally win that game, and it's one more game. And it's just one, one more game to play. And I, I think that if I were in his shoes, I would be, uh, psyched out about it just because it, it's all it, it's all in my head and it's it's a championship game but really in all in all it's just another game but it just happens to mean a lot more yeah it's going to be a lot more and there's going to be a lot more on the line than it's been uh, up to this uh, this game here so uh, we will now head to a very quick break as uh, we're going to come up here with the uh, quarterback on the other side of the ball tomorrow when these two teams square away from Wren High School. He's joined us before. He'll join us again next. That is the QB1 over at Wren High School in Piedmont, South Carolina. These guys are getting up early. They're heading over to uh, Columbia, but before they do that, we'll check in with Joe Owen, the starting quarterback who has 69, check it, 69 touchdowns in the end zone. He's two away from tying it, three away from breaking, and he'll play for also a state championship tomorrow right here. Of course, uh, we'll be there. Southern Sports Central. We'll check in with quarterback Joe Owen.
And time of the morning to you, everybody. I'm Rich Young alongside Will Porter here, producing the show for us here on this beautiful Friday morning. It is a championship kind of show here today because uh, Will will recognize all of the uh, big games happening tonight over at Benedict College. That's the 1A and 2A here in the Palmetto State. They'll square away uh, against one another tonight. After that, they'll have a champion in those two brackets. And then tomorrow, you've got the uh, 5A, the 4A, and the 3A all going to take place over in the capital city of Columbia, South Carolina, over at Williams-Brice Stadium. And then on the college front, boy, they're going to be playing some championship games over there, the conference championships between all the Power Fives and a few others will join them tomorrow. So we've got a lot going on, but it has already been a five-star show with Ryan Berger, the starting quarterback from Myrtle Beach High School, 3-0 and in his young, young career as a starting quarterback at the varsity level as he's had to step up for Ryan Doty, who goes down with an injury. Here comes uh, the class of 22's own, Ryan Bergen. He is 3-0 and as he'll head up to Columbia later this afternoon, stay the night, get up in the morning, and they'll, of course, uh, play the likes of this guy. Oh, boy, this guy. Joe Owens now joins us over there on the Massburgers Hotlines. He is the starting quarterback at Wren High School over in Piedmont, South Carolina. He's a champion. For sure. This kid has not only got a chance to win a state championship come Saturday, he gets three touchdowns in the end zone, and he holds an all-time record in the state of South Carolina, beating a uh, a kid that had it back in the day. Uh, Bentley was his name Oh, He was over at Burns, and uh, with that being said, we'll bring in uh, Mr. Owens and say top of the morning. Welcome back to Southern Sports Central, big guy. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, man. So uh, let's let's get it up and running, man. Last Friday night, it was all set. The stars, of course, aligned just right for you guys, and uh, you did what you normally do, man. Kind of walk us through what got you guys here uh, to this big game tomorrow. How did uh, last Friday night like look from your point of view? Uh, last Friday night, I mean, Ridgey was a, a great opponent. Uh, we came out, we came out, we started fast, got on them fast, and then our defense. Our defense helped us out a lot. They played lights out all game. And um, when we got out there early, we just got it rolling. And we prepared all week. And that just, we just uh, went out and executed. And it was all set from there. Live right now, the starting quarterback over there at Rent High School. He is uh, ready to do a big thing tomorrow, and that is take his team offensively and the defensive team and try to get themselves a uh, state championship at the 4A level. Uh, you know, now you're going to sit here against a team out of Myrtle Beach. Uh, they've shown, of course, uh, well, they've got some things going on as well. They'll be a defending state champion, and that's kind of what you want, though, I would imagine, Joe. You want the best of the best and uh, a team that's kind of got a little swag going in the stadium. But you guys bring your own little intensity here, man. Very quiet. Even you, when I talk to you on the phone, you're very, I would say, uh, as humbled as it can be, knowing that not only do you have a chance to win a state championship, my friend, but you have a t- chance to win uh, and take over. A, a record in the state of South Carolina. Uh, I know how it is uh, as a quarterback. You probably don't pay much attention to it, but it's there. The opportunity, of course, is there. Uh, how have you handled all of this, uh, you know, I would imagine attention coming to you guys on the plan for the national champ- or the uh, state championship and then, of course, plan for uh, the opportunity to uh, set a record here in the state all in the same day? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm thankful for all of it, but at the end of the day, we're just playing football and we're just having fun over at Rana and just trying to make everybody proud and just trying to stay focused and go out there, like you said, and win the state championship, bring it back to uh, Piedmont, South Carolina. But, I mean, this has been our goal from the beginning, 
since the summer. That's what we've been working for. So we just want to stay focused and stay humble and just go get it. Always a exciting point to get these young athletes in here. These guys, uh, these guys who, of course, are able to uh, put it together on the football field and come in here and hang out with us uh, here in the mornings uh, makes the show just that much better. Uh, so, Joe, tell me, man, what's the schedule here today for you guys, man? I know the Hurricanes are rolling over there sometime uh, later this afternoon, I would imagine, in Columbia to get ready for that big game tomorrow. But uh, you're getting up, you're getting moving. Uh, anything big today uh, going on over there as they send you guys off? Nah, just today we just got uh we got a walk through today. I want to uh get everything ready, get everything packed. But we're actually we're not leaving until uh Saturday. We're gonna get up early Saturday. Uh, a couple of the parents are cook uh cooking the team breakfast and early in the morning. Go eat some breakfast and then we'll come back around twelve o'clock and do our pregame stuff, our meetings and all that, and then we'll head down there Columbia and get ready. It's going to be a big one, man. I'm excited about getting you guys down there, man. Uh, for you to have all this success uh, that you've had right here on the border of the cup, if you will, to set this new record and, and to play for this state championship, uh, you got to do it with the big nasties in the front line, man. Tell me, introduce us to your offensive line and, and, and the rest of those guys over there on your offense that kind of help you, block you, and protect you uh, to get you to this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. We got uh... – we got the captain on the O line, my center, uh, Hayden Adams. Then we got uh, right guard, Hayes Swillin. Then we got uh, right tackle, Hunter, Hunter Fountain. Left, my left guard is uh, Devin Cooley. And then my left tackle, uh, Colin Kosak. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I love my line. This I couldn't ask for a, a better O line. And I feel like them are some of my best friends on the team. Every day we come out there, they're happy, they're excited, jumping around, joking around. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. Uh, boys right there, I think they'll, uh, they'll put their life on the line for me, and they know I got their back too. So, I mean, I think that's that's, that's a big thing about our, uh, our offense and our O-line and our relationship. So what's it like? Uh, I would imagine you, like every quarterback, you guys get together. Do y'all do any type of rituals, some type of traditional meal or anything like that to make sure that these guys are taken care of? Uh, uh, sometimes I take I take them out to breakfast every once in a while when they want to get up. You know, boys, them big boys lazy sometimes, but they love to eat. So sometimes I'll bring them something to school if they don't want to go out early in the morning. But, yeah, sometimes we go out to eat, I feed them, and we do all that uh in uh in the mornings before games and stuff. Well, as always, Joe, we look forward to uh, catching up with you tomorrow. You and I, of course, uh, have a chance. I'll catch up with your folks as well and the entire uh, team over there uh, at Wren High School. The Hurricanes will be playing tomorrow. It's the middle game of the day against uh, a uh, defending state champion, Myrtle Beach Seahawks, and uh, you guys have definitely prepared yourself. I'm expecting a a, a huge collision coming up tomorrow when these two teams square up, man. But as always, uh, good luck on the, on the game tomorrow. Good luck in, in getting in that end zone, man, uh, at least three or four good times uh, to set that record. That would be a pretty good day if you ask me. The only thing that would top it off would be your birthday tomorrow. Uh, but that being said, uh, to, to get a state record, to win a state championship, man, I, I couldn't imagine uh, what would go through your mind. But uh, I love the humble stuff, man. I love the factor that you're just really – 
locked in and, and ready to roll. And I wish you the best of luck as uh, you guys go out and play for a state championship on a Saturday afternoon, buddy. Yes, sir. I appreciate it so much. Got it, my friend. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. He is the starting quarterback, Joe Owens, over at Wren High School in Piedmont, South Carolina. Their plans today, a little bit different than Myrtle Beach. They'll stay home, right? That's why not? Wake up in their own bed and uh, and get up uh, the next day and uh, get a little breakfast, get a little TLC for moms and dads. They're getting some home cooking. That's what that is. That's what that is. Hey, get that home cooking. Yeah, get yourself just right. And uh, they'll head up a little bit later on Saturday to take on the Myrtle Beach Seahawks, and uh, that, that's going to be a good game. I'm actually looking forward to that game. Of course, the first one is the 5A. Dorman taking on Dutch Fork, and uh, boy, I tell you, Goliath versus Goliath type of deal there. Um, and then it doesn't get any easier as far as uh, trying to sell out and, and sell popcorn. They ought to have tons of popcorn ready because that 4A matchup is solid. I mean, Myrtle Beach is good. They're as advertised defending state champions, but watch out. Here come the Hurricanes. They're going to roll through Williams Bryce Stadium. They'll take down the uh, the sandstorm towels and they'll pick up the hurricane flags and start flying <laughs> that thing sometime around flying the red and black square. Yeah, up it, there. It, it will be flying, I can promise you, as the ring crowd will show up in style. And, uh, man, this is what it's all about, playing for a state championship, getting things ready because you've worked so hard. You talked about it. It's there on the list. We see it. But to achieve it, you got to win each game. And, and a little bit of luck and a little bit of effort, a lot of effort, and, and definitely uh, the results got to be on the other end. Yeah, and it's not about winning each play or winning each game. It's about winning each play. Uh, because you, you've got to you got to get on the right side of the ball and uh, and to be able to make plays and you know that um, this quarterback from um, this quarterback from Wren Joe Owens here um, uh, just an, just an impressive um, feat that he is uh, coming up on and I don't think that that's really the first thing on his mind the first thing on his mind is go, to go out here and to get a win and to bring uh, a championship up to uh, Piedmont South Carolina and so uh, like with that being said Richie like. I, I don't think that he's that he's so much in his head about uh, getting getting this record and achieving it, and like he he certainly won't remember that on the field each and every throw that he makes. But the parents in the stands, they they will be the ones to remember. And if he makes that, if he, if he ties it, or even if he breaks the record, that the parents and and the crowd, the stadium will just go wild. Yeah, it's gonna erupt for sure. Let's do this. Let's head to a quick break. We come back. Uh, a good friend of mine, actually, from Kirkman Broadcasting is going to join me here shortly. Uh, Kirkman Broadcasting is a local radio station here in Charleston. Uh, those guys hold the ESPN flag and the Fox flag all in the same station. Uh, we call him T-Mac, of course. He's going to join us here next. He's a five-star producer, Will. He's a guy that you want to know. Uh, he can push the buttons as good as anybody. He's kind of a quick draw McGraw there. Uh, big wrestling. I said wrestling. WWF style back in the day before it was WWE and all that good stuff. Uh, that's kind of his uh, long life passion there. And of course, uh, he covered some stuff as well uh, up here in the high school stuff for the uh, guys over at Berkeley. He grew up, went to Berkeley back in the day. So we'll catch up with T-Mac here from break as you're listening to Southern Sports Central. This is a Friday championship edition show as we get you ready for two big games tonight. Three big games tomorrow and a handful of them on college as well. We'll be right back.
everybody, Rich Hillman here live for the final segment here on Southern Sports Central, brought to you by our friends over there, of course, at uh, Blog Talk Radio, making all these things become reality here. And, of course, my producer here is Will Porter. And uh, we want to thank Ryan Berger, the uh, starting quarterback from Myrtle Beach High School, class of 22. How would you like to be a sophomore and look at the guy who is the head coach and he say, it's your turn, Luke Doty down, you're up, and we're about to get this thing rolling. Now he's 3-0, and playing for the state championship against Wren High School, who we just got off the phone with, Joe Owens, who is the starting quarterback over there. He's class of 2020, by the way, and uh, he is only two touchdowns away from breaking a state record, right, a state record for touchdown passes thrown in a season. And, uh, of course, um, he's only now uh, three from – I would say walking out of that stadium tomorrow with a uh, with that title in his back pocket, along with a state championship. That's pretty big over there, by the way, for Wren High School in Piedmont, South Carolina. Uh, very calm, very collect uh, guy there. And, again, uh, I thought for uh, all intents and purposes, Ryan did a phenomenal job. That's a sophomore. The kid, I can 15-, 16-year-old kid, uh, gets in there, has been the understudy under, of course, uh, Luke all season long, been going against that number one defense all season long. That's had to prepare him. Uh, for what he has done uh, up to this point. And I remember uh, talking to him yesterday, and I even told him, I said, man, this has got to be kind of similar to a, to a Brett Favre and Rodgers comparison. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring a good friend of mine in. I've had a chance to work with him over at Kirkman Broadcasting. Uh, that's the affiliates with uh, ESPN and Fox and a few other great stations uh, over there in that building as they do great things. He's also a, a good friend of the uh, man we've talked about here on the air, they lost his life on Saturday way too early. Ted Burns was his name. And, uh, of course, uh, Ted beat a lot of things, man, when it comes down to it. Knocked down a lot of walls. Uh, but he uh, survived cancer a few years ago and uh, actually had uh, that little piece removed. 
that was kind of a celebration thing there for him to to kind of signature his defeat of the uh, the can- of course of cancer. And now, uh, you know, he's uh, helped me out in my last three or four years uh, of doing what I do, uh, being the voice of the Green Wave, to producing the show, to sitting in the press box with me and calling the games. And then this past year, he was the color commentator for the Citadel Bulldogs with Luke Morrow, another great guy, another great show here in Charleston. Uh, he comes on at noon here in Charleston. So if you're in and around Charleston, go over there to 98.9 FM ESPN Radio. You can hear Luke. Or if you're not in there, you can go to charlestonsportsradio.com, check out Luke Morrow, and, of course, uh, followed by Bobby Harden, uh, the big kahuna who's been around for a long time. But uh, without further ado, we bring in that producer to that show and many shows around uh, that area, of course, uh, and that's T-Mac. What's up, buddy? Oh, if I was doing any better, I couldn't live with myself. How about you? <laughs> are you still in Monk's Corner, or are you heading over to the station this morning? Actually, I live in Goose Creek. You're in the car. Uh, yeah, but I was did just. You, but, yeah. Did you go to Monk's yes, Corner, um, though? Didn't you go to Berkeley, right? I actually grew up near what's now Kane Bay. And yes, I okay. attended Berkeley High School, and I worked for in print media out of Monk's Corner for a few years in the 90s. And so I got my start in media. And, you know, yeah, I get asked that all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think I'm from Monk's Corner. I'm actually from Kane Bay. So. Kane Bay. Yeah, because, well, yeah, there was no Kane Bay back in the day, you know, in those days, of course. Uh, who now, of course, Kane Bay is a is a pretty good team over there. Uh, they play 5A football as well, but all those kids who would have gone to Berkeley now get to stay home in their own backyard and go to a probably, I, I'd say it's the most updated state-of-the-art school well, behind Wando. Wando's its own little college over there, the largest high school in the state. But Kane uh, Bay, of course, brought in all these smart boards and all this other stuff. It's kind of one of those first transition schools that came in. And uh, it, it, would it be fair to say, didn't they come in about the same time or similar as Ashley Ridge, the other team uh, on the other side of the interstate? That sounds about right. Because uh, one thing I noticed that was kind of interesting when those two schools opened, two mascots were revived. Because Kane Bay is the Cobras, and, of course, that was the mascot for the old Bonds Wilson High School in North Charleston and also for the old uh, Harleyville Ridgeville High School in Dorchester County. And then when Ashley Ridge opened up, they were the Swamp Boxes, which was the mascot for the old Macedonia High School in eastern Berkeley County. And you know how funny it is, man. Everything in the world in sports has a circle, right? Everything comes back around, and, and, and we talk about it here uh, all the time. Uh, now, with that being said, we talk about some legends, uh, and, and, of course, uh, you and I both had a chance to work with a guy who uh, were pioneers to the industry that you and I get to work in day in and day out. With all of that being said, uh, Ted Burns, the sad news, and, and man, it meant a lot to me that you actually sent me a, a text just to let me know, just in case I hadn't heard the news yet. And uh, I didn't get it until I walked out of church on Sunday that, you know, he uh, had gotten in an accident and uh, unfortunately didn't make it through. But uh, this was a guy who, who you and I shared a lot of stories uh, the last couple of days on him. But, uh, man, he, without a doubt, you know, he loved what he did. He had a chance to do a little bit of everything. He was kind of a, a small-town mayor where he was, the plumber, the electrician, the mayor. He was he was everything over there at Kirkman Broadcasting because he just knew it all. He'd been doing this a long time. Uh, tell us a little bit about Ted and, and what was it like to work for a guy like this and how hard. I can only imagine walking in that door Monday afternoon as you were getting ready to uh, put together another show with Luke. Actually, I was doing uh, I was working in WJ&I on Sunday, uh, the sister station over there, and I get a call from the uh, station's main line, and, of course, it's, uh, Gil Kirkman, the owner of the company, and he was asking who all was working and all that. And the only two people in the building at that point were uh, I and 
I and uh, Bobby Harden were the only two people in the building at that point. And when he told me what had happened, I would have been less surprised if someone literally came in and punched me in the gut. I mean, yeah, because you just don't expect uh, something like that to happen. Now, uh, Channel 4's website said he was a jack-of-all-trades, and that would be an understatement. I mean, he did everything on there. You uh, you touched on some of the things that he did there. Uh, he was a host. He was a fill-in host. And not only with uh, some of the sports broadcasts, he was – uh, in fact, because you, you were talking about uh, doing the color, being the, the color guy for the Citadel broadcast this past year, uh, he would actually also do some of the basketball games if football season were still going on, and vice versa with baseball, because we have that sort of that crossover season that we're going in, uh, to right now. You know, where uh, football, well, football just uh, finished uh, for the Citadel, but of course, basketball season just started, and so he would. Um, uh, you know, at those times, he would come in to actually do the, the basketball broadcast and even go on the road to the team instead of, you know, just not having uh, air in the game. He was uh, producing the games just like I often do. He was, and again, uh, when he was a fill-in host, he even did it on our old uh, talk station back when WQSC had a talk format. And actually, I uh, did quite well there. And one thing I always liked about Ted's style it was a bit of a throwback to the old, you know, and this is, you know, this type of announcing, you know, you know that kind of thing, whereas, uh, you know, today we've gone to a more, you know, closer to a conversational style. And, you know, learned a lot of stuff from Ted, uh, especially in the production realm. And really, uh, as far as, you know, what all you can say, it's, you know, it's almost like where do you get started? Without a doubt, Randy, this guy, he, he did it all. He he really did. We were blessed to have him a part of, uh, you know, our lives at whatever angle it was. And, and I remember you and I kind of shared this yesterday. I can still hear Ted in my mind go, well, Richie, this is not going to come out the way it, – it's not going to yeah. come out the way it sounds. <laughs> you know, and he always had that 30-minute that, that or 30-second, what, 45, whatever it was, apology before he got laid into you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I had to hear him say, and you, and, and you know I love you, right? You, you know I love you. And I was like, yeah, Ted, I got it, dude. <laughs> Go ahead and let me have it, big guy. But he, uh, but he did. He checked in with me every Saturday or Friday after the Somerville games, and then we would retalk a little bit more uh, on a Tuesday or Wednesday to kind of get this, the week schedule set up for where we were going to call these games. But you've had a lot of run-ins with him on, on in, the, in the station because he did wear many hats in the station there. Uh, not just as as a host, as a as a co-host, as a fill-in host, and, and so many things because he's been doing it, God forever. I mean, you saw some of his pictures on uh, the World Wide Web there that you know you saw his young days to his most current days. Uh, but uh, give me a memory, man, uh, before we get you up and out because I know you got a lot to do here this morning. Uh, give me a memory about this guy that uh, you'll go down and it's that one thing about Ted Burns that uh, it all co- always come to mind when his name comes up. Well, part of it, I kind of had to grow on him. I don't think he was too sure of me at first and all that. But um, let's see. Well, one of the things that uh, people often uh, has been lost in this, um, all the tributes and all that, he was actually a member of the Charleston Baseball Hall of Fame yep. uh, for all the years that he did uh, with uh, the River Dogs, and I do believe the, the predecessor, the Rainbows, and maybe even the uh, – the old uh, Charleston Royals, because uh, I, I forget. I think he came to Charleston in the '80s. I want to say, and 
also, um, you know, just hearing, you know, his voice and you know, hearing the voice for years, you know, on local radio before we actually going over there, you know, doing the different sports broadcasts and things like that. Um, really to pinpoint, you know, one particular memory, you know, it's kind of hard to do, especially when you saw the guy every day and you could see, see you know, his talent and his you know, passion for the business and uh, everything. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this guy, he was, like I said, if you go to a small town, you you meet the mayor, you know he's going to do a lot of things uh, in, in small towns. He's going to be the electrician, the sheriff, the plumber. Uh, you name it, he's going to do it, and that's what Ted was over there at Kirkman Broadcasting. And uh, he'll be missed, man. And uh, I'd like to get you in here again maybe next week. We can talk some more high school stuff here. We'll get some of the, uh, some of the guys come and then go in and doing all the things that they're doing here this morning. We've been fortunate enough to have a couple of players. And then uh, here at the top of the hour, uh, it's going to be pretty cool, T-Mac. Brandon Johnson, the big defensive guy from Fort Dorchester, is going to announce where he's going to be taking his talents uh, in the next chapter of his life. Uh, so uh, stay tuned to, to listen to that. He'll announce, of course, right here live on Southern Sports Central. Uh, his uh, big choice, and it will be his biggest choice in his uh, young, young life, I'd say. Now that's, and it's always uh, good to hear, you know, young people doing uh, good things and all that. And that's one thing I brought up uh, back when I was in the talk game, that you hear so much of the negative things that younger people are doing today. You know, it's just, it's good to see things, you know, people that's just, you know, taking, you know, the talent that they have, putting it to good use, and hopefully will, you know, continue on this uh, on this path and, you know, really do something great, you know, not only for themselves, but uh, also you know, serve as a good role model for, you know, the kids that are, you know, you know, in the elementary school level now that, hey, you know, this guy's from my area, you know, he went and did something. I can do that too. And that's exactly right because this guy's going to set the tone. He's going to set the uh, – I would set, set the bar just a little bit higher. He's got four schools he's looking at, Florida Atlantic, Florida International, Furman, in Navy, those four schools are going to be uh, the hats that he'll have in front of him at some point. I'd imagine at his home, as he'll call us up here live and uh, give us that pick here coming out of the break. But uh, man, thank you for everything that you've done. I appreciate our friendship off the air. Anywhere we go, we always catch up. You and I, of course, uh, I enjoyed the conversations in the hallways. Hopefully, one day that'll happen again over there, Kirkman Broadcasting. But uh, really appreciate you as a friend and as a guy that does a phenomenal job over there in the radio business. And a lot of guys, they talk about it in sports all the time. The guys behind the lines that you don't ever see that do the great things. And you've produced a few games for me at Somerville. Uh, of course, uh, I've got another young man who's done it week in and week out with us. And, uh, you know, from all of us to all of you guys over there in the producing world, man, thanks for what you guys do. Hey, no worries. It's a fun job and, uh, and no heavy lifting. <laughs> no heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, you just got to be a therapist to some degree because you answer phones, you push buttons, and uh, you get a chance to step in. And you do a good job, by the way catching in with Luke and, and kind of throwing in your 35 cent at times. And, uh, again, uh, we're going to get you back next week, T-Mac, and uh, we'll talk some wrestling and uh, some, some other stuff because, as you know, high school football will be uh, not on the back burner but definitely be moving around a little bit because uh, the only thing is uh, we'll talk north-south next week. That's Saturday. The week after that's the Shrine Bowl. And uh, there are a few other bowl games happening around the uh, state of South Carolina too, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. But, uh, T-Mac, enjoy your Friday, my friend. We'll catch you up on the other side. All right, looking forward to it. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Good friend of mine on and off in the air is that's T-Mac. He's uh, one of the best producers in the business. Uh, you know, Willie, we, we see what you do and uh, greatly appreciate it. 
uh, for coming in the studio and doing what, of course, uh, we're able to do Monday through Saturday. But uh, T-Mac's one of those guys, man, he does it as, as good as anybody as well. So we'll take a quick break. Coming up, it's that time. Brandon Johnson is going to check in from the fort, and uh, he will have his big announcement. Where is he going next? Florida Atlantic? Could it be Florida International? Is he going to go up to Navy, or is he going to stay here, right home at Furman? The big decision coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central. Taking a quick break, and we'll be right back. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the Tent Farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Hey, welcome everybody here live on Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie. I'm alongside uh, the producer and co-host here this morning, Will Porter. Of course, uh, always excited to get Will in here. And uh, hey, Joe Mack is his name, oh, and we appreciate him getting in here, talking to us. He's a producer over at Kirkman Broadcasting. He does great things uh, in, in times that it's those guys that you never see are the producer guys. Every once in a while, they'll get a microphone in their hand and they'll say a little something. And to be honest with you, they're pretty educated in what the conversations are because they hang around. Uh, the guys that are doing all the homework to have these shows. And, of course, they have the, the dialogue back and forth and say, hey, this is what we're going to talk about at this time and do it at this time and all that and the other. But, uh, of course, we appreciate him. We also, in hour one, had Ryan Berger, the uh, starting quarterback at Myrtle Beach, class of 22. He is 3-0. and That's how many games he's played as a sophomore, and all three of them came in the playoffs. He'll play next against Wren's quarterback, who we had on at 730, and that is Joe Owens who's set to uh, hit three touchdowns in the end zone. He'll hold a record in the state of South Carolina with 72. It's currently 71, and he sits at 69. So, Ren High School's own uh, Joe Owens will play against that same Myrtle Beach team in the second game tomorrow over at uh, Williams-Brice Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina. They're out of Piedmont, South Carolina. And uh, now, without further ado, let's bring in the big man. I think he's got his tie set just right. He's got the uh, hats in front of him. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it's time to make a big decision with a big guy. Brandon, man, it means more to me than you'll ever know, my friend, for coming in here with me this morning, buddy. Yeah, man, no problem. I told you I would do it. I'm a man of my word. That you are. You're a big man of your word. I'm glad I didn't have to eat breakfast this morning. So <laughs> what was it like uh, last night when you, you, you know, you, you made this decision and you mm-hmm. knew that you were going to release this information here in about – Three minutes. We're trying to give everybody time to get in here this morning. Uh, yeah. What kind of went through your mind? Even though they don't know, you know, mom and dad knows, a couple of your coaches know, mm-hmm. where you're going to go mm-hmm. probably already knows. Uh, did you get probably the best night of sleep you've gotten in a while? Um, 
Well, no, but <laughs> that's that's for other reasons. Uh, basically, what went through my mind was I am about to make a 40-year decision. I'm not making a four- to five-year decision. I'm making a 40-to-lifelong-life decision. So uh, I took everything into account, and I, I'm pretty satisfied with my decision. My parents are really happy. They support me no matter what. And, um, I, yeah, I, I really think it's a good decision. Well, I tell you what, man, uh, you know, when you called me yesterday, well, the text message you sent me yesterday I thought was uh, was really awesome, man. And I kind of had an idea because we had talked about it, and I was like, well, man, maybe maybe he's doing it now. Maybe now, maybe now's the right time, and he's going to. He's going to pull that trigger, and we're going to get this conversation started. And uh, uh-huh. without doubt, you, you said, hey, Mr. Richie, I'm, I'm ready to make my decision and, and do what I need to do. And, uh, again, I can't thank you enough for uh, making this decision here with us next. And uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, you've got four schools that you're looking at right now. Florida yeah. Atlantic is one. Florida International. That covers the state of Florida for you. Then you go up north a little bit, up there to that Maryland corridor where Navy, of course, uh, does some big things, have one of the biggest games against Army that we all like to watch. That's coming up, by the way. And then Furman, Mm -hmm. that's right here in our backyard, uh, the Southern Conference. uh, Take it away, big guy. This is yours from here on. Uh, Yeah, so um, these last four years have been pretty great. Uh, I want to thank everybody that helped me, that guided me, mentored me. Uh, friends, family, coaches, teachers, guidance counselors, all of them. Um, you guys have been awesome. I know I'm not the easiest kid to work with, but I try. Um, yeah, without uh, I guess for the next, for the rest of my life, I guess I'll be, I'll be United States Naval Academy man. I'm going to United States Naval Academy. Uh, go midshipmen. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Get used to hearing that song, and uh, man, congratulations on a huge announcement. Uh, just like that, eight o'clock hour, like we promised you. The big defensive lineman Brandon Johnson, as advertised, starts to kind of uh, put it all together. He makes the biggest decision of his young life as he now will head and take his talents to Navy, where they'll play uh, many great teams. Uh, and they'll see the likes of the Army, of course. Uh, man, I bet you can't imagine, you can't wait to be a part of that huge tradition and uh, have all of that said, man. Congratulations. What a huge decision. What a great accomplishment. And, you know, what kind of led you to uh, to lead into, man? Uh, kind of talk to us about this recruiting process for those who have never gone through it or some may be going through it. What, what led you to be a uh, a, a man of Navy? Um, well, it just – the United States Naval Academy is, A, amazing – um, the reputation it has precedes itself. It is, it is a fantastic school. It opens doors for you that no one else can say they've opened before. Um, why I really chose Navy though is because it's a true brotherhood. Um, I know that I'll never be alone, no matter how far away from home I am. I know I'll always have a support system. I'll always have a family behind me, and that's that's just something you can't promise at every school, you know. And I'm I'm just really excited to serve my country, and um, I hope I make everybody proud. You know, that's just my goal. Live right now, Brandon Johnson. He just committed to uh, Navy, and that, my friends, is a huge decision—not just in college, but it's 
life remaining all the way through. Of course, uh, the other three schools that he got recruited by, Florida Atlantic, Florida International, and Furman, along with a handful of other ones. But he had narrowed it down to the final four, and he makes his final decision here, right here in Southern Sports Central. The Fort Dorchester's big man on campus. Uh, when you had this conversation uh, with, with the coaches over there on the campus of, uh, of uh, Fort Dorchester, man, talk to us about that. I know you, you get to play for a really five-star coach over there, Coach Steve LaPrade. And you've got a great defensive line coach. Your defensive coordinator coach uh, has been around for a while as well. Another great guy. Uh, what was kind of the attitude, and, and, and how did that conversation go yesterday when you kind of, I guess, put a seal and a stamp on everything prior to this morning? Yeah, well, when I told uh, when I told Coach Brent, my uh, coordinator, he was he was excited. You know, um, he told me that's where he did want me to go, but he just didn't want to sway my decision. And I mean, I, I honestly, honestly feel he was genuinely happy, which was awesome. And Coach Brad, you know, he is a, he's an amazing coach. I, I mean, <clears throat> the doors he's opened up for me are ridiculous. Um, he was he was pretty happy to hear it. Um, coach Ham, I still got to tell Coach Ham I ain't seen him yet. I hope he's listening, so I'll have to tell him again. But <laughs> uh, he he's he's awesome. You know, he's been everywhere. He has experience from everywhere. He shares his stories with me and shares lifelong things I need to know. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, they truly – those coaches over at Fort Dorchester are truly something special. You know, that's that's another family that I was a part of that I'm grateful that I was a part of. Live right now with uh, Brandon Johnson. We've had him on here all season long. Uh, he's a senior heading over to play football uh, for a Navy Navy, Navy, it's going to be a, a great fit and a great matchup. And, and that's kind of what it's all about, I would imagine, Brandon. You had to look through all four of these great schools, right, because they all brought something different to the table. But it was what right. I, the table fit best for Brandon Johnson, the future for Brandon Johnson, your right. family. I know you've got right. some connections up there on that side of the world as well. So that's yeah. got to be kind of neat. You're kind of somewhat going back home, right, because you uh, kind of yeah. moved down from that side of the world. Uh, how much of that mm-hmm. had to play a role to have some family members already there waiting on you to come where they would say back home to that side of the world? You know, I got a, uh, I got a crazy family. My family will travel to the pits of hell for me. They'll travel. They'll travel crazy for me. And I, I truly appreciate them. But I mean, it did play a big role because I did want to be a little closer to home. Um, I, I truly, truly Chose Navy for the brotherhood, though. Like, it's just ridiculous over there. That's what I really chose it for. Well, I tell you, man, I'm really proud of you on and off the field, man. I uh, I can't even tell you how much it meant to me to get that text yesterday, and then we uh, we caught up on the air. And uh, you're right. Yeah. You said you were going to do it right here. And I know you had a lot of opportunities, a lot of options to uh, announce this uh, yeah. this big day, right? And, and for you allowing me yeah. and, and, of course, my staff here at Southern Sports Central to be part of it at any level is amazing is awesome uh you and i of course uh, we'll get to hang out in uh, myrtle beach here uh in, in a week from tomorrow that's gonna be a lot of fun as well uh man but uh much love coming to you from southern sports central all of us here uh we can't even begin to tell you how proud we are of you and uh can't wait to watch you uh i gotta go buy some navy stuff now i gotta go get some navy stuff you guys of course uh i believe you play army uh you know that'll be uh your biggest game on the schedule correct yeah, um, that I, that's that's another thing. The Army Naval rivalry is something I chose to, because that's that's one of the longest stand up rivalries in the world. That's something that's something I definitely had to be a part of. That's 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 just 
that's America's game right there. So I can't miss that. No, man, I tell you what you get to, uh, I'd imagine the president, uh, he's always there, whoever the president is of the United States uh, yeah. during that tenure, you get to meet him and uh, so many great uh, individuals uh, that, that really mean a lot. And uh, I'm going to go and say, hey, man, thanks to Early for your service, because uh, that's going to be a field that I'd imagine you're going to go into, something to that area. So yeah. uh, congratulations. Enjoy the day, man. It's all about you, bro. I mean, Thank you. how big is it, man? <laughs> Uh, what's the rest of the day? I know you're in school here now. You're getting ready to go hit some classes. Uh, but what does this week look like? Because I think Sunday you're heading to the Grand Strand to practice for the uh, North-South game. Yeah. Um, the rest of the week is uh, me and a couple teammates are going to support our boys' basketball team, and I hope to see everybody there as well. You know, our boys' basketball team is rolling with the win over Burke, so we're all going to go check them out. Um, other than that, Saturday I'm just going to – pack for the North South game, I guess, and fill my car up and drive on up. Well, as always, man, we look forward to seeing you. I'll be at the uh, in Columbia tomorrow. I'll head over, I think, Sunday or Monday. I'm going to go up to Myrtle Beach and uh, and, and see a lot of that, shake a lot of you uh, your guys' hands. And uh, you get to play with a lot of guys uh, as your farewell tour, your final game in high school uh, against a lot of guys that uh, you got to go against. That's got to be kind of neat as well. You'll get to stand beside a lot of these guys. Uh, you'll get to meet a lot of the guys on the offensive side. They'll be on your team this uh, this time around. But uh, God bless. Mm-hmm. Take care. Enjoy the day. I'm going to check in with you here in a minute off the air. But it uh, means a lot. Congratulations uh, to you, the big man. Uh, real quick, check in one final time. Uh, give us your weight. Give us your bench. And uh, tell us how, how how tall you are, my friend. Man, after Thanksgiving, <laughs> I'm 6'3", 301, bench and probably 350 now and what else you say you want to height weight and bench that's it height weight that's it i think you got it i think you nailed it man and uh, you're you're at 301 now so you gained a little bit of pounds there you might have stretched yeah. out a little taller but you're still a baller <laughs> 350 on the bench man we like that stuff yeah, yeah. well congratulations yeah. tell mom and dad thanks for letting you do what you did here with us this morning coming on here putting on that navy hat and doing the course in fashion you're going to represent uh, not only Fort Dorchester, great program ran by a great leader of there and Coach Steve LaPrade. I know him well. Uh, I've had a chance to sit down with him multiple times. He comes on the show as well, uh, and, and I expect it, man. You've already – hey, look, he, if you can get through his camp, you can get through any camp, my friend. Uh, I watched you guys practice a couple of days ago. And uh, running is hey, – look, walking's not an option, and running is expected. I don't care whether you're running to your car or you're running anywhere you got to go, man. But take care. God bless. Enjoy the day, my friend, and uh, hey – Go Navy. Go Navy. All right, guys, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We got a caller, I believe, hanging tight. So when we do that, we'll check in with him. Congratulations to the Johnson family. Congratulations to Navy. You came into the Palmetto State and took one, and a good one at that. He's heading over to uh, be a shipment over there, and he will play against Army and a handful of other teams in that triple option. I wonder if they keep him as a defensive guy. They put that big frame on the front line on the uh, offensive side, or maybe, hey, Stretch him a little bit taller, make him a tight end. I mean, I'm sure uh, you can do some things. I'm not sure that triple option would give him an opportunity there. But he's 6'4", 301 pounds. He's benching 350. That's nothing to what he's going to do as he comes out of Navy here in about three or four years. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central with the breaking news. It is Brandon Johnson, the defensive man from the fort, heading to Navy. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central, Block Talk Radio.
greatest. You can be the best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can stop the guy go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can beat the clock. You can move a mountain. You can break rocks. You can be a master. Don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself and you can find yourself.
they have all the recognition over Fort Norchester, Coastal Parade. You, you just uh, say that last name, and everybody knows where he's at. Everybody knows what he's doing. Uh, he's the only team in the last uh, four years, by the way, that's beaten uh, uh, Dutch Fork. I don't know if you know that or not, but uh, not only did they beat them during the season, I believe they've also beaten them in a championship game four years ago because uh, it's three in a row for uh, Dutch Fork. Yeah, Four they, years ago, Fort Dorchester. Yeah, and they they have a ton of games. They're they're thirty something games on a win streak right now. And um, that that next game, of course, is the championship game. But they're hoping to extend that to four championships and to continue that win streak. Yeah, now that's Dutch Fork. He's talking about. I, I was talking about, of course, Fort Dorchester. Of course, yeah. Yeah, they're the only team that's beaten uh, that powerhouse team that you were giving us. Uh, you know, their numbers and stats and stuff. With uh, we do have a caller, I believe, hanging tight with us over there on the Massburgers Hotlines. We'll say top of the morning. Welcome to Southern Sports Central. How's it going? Hey, how is it going? It's going well. Who's with us here this morning? And uh, check in. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Saluda, South Carolina. I'm Will's mom, Kim. Man, we always got time for mom now. Hi, mom. (laughs) Hey, how are you doing? Y'all sound great this morning. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, You know, Richie's the one. Y'all are doing a good uh, job. Well, thank you very much. You know, Richie's the one taking point. He's got the notes there in front of him. And. Of course, I'm the one, you know, pressing the buttons and, um, you know, choosing the music and That's making sure that the callers come through and all of that. So, um, you know, That's I, right. I, yeah. It's very, I, I'm, I'm well, I just want to give now, a shout really out. <laughs> You're speechless. You didn't know I was going to call in, did you? <laughs> right, I was just want to give a shout out to those Saluda Tigers going, that's going to play tonight for that win that they're going to uh, do tonight in um, Columbia. It's going to be a big one. And by the way, you know, the one thing that the coach call is the head football coach here at Somerville, where uh, you've done a good job with this young man. I've enjoyed having him. He uh, gets to hang out with me on Friday nights uh, and he does stats and all the things that, uh, well, quite frankly, I don't like to do and, and, and he enjoys doing. So it works out the perfect <laughs> uh, situation there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun uh, to hang out with him and he's growing uh, tremendously here with me on, on, on the radio show here. Uh, yeah. In the mornings, but that yeah. being said, Coach Call always says, "Love your mama." And uh, having you call in, uh, you know, you get the front corner right here or the front and center, and uh, we were all at the red coppers for mamas here. That's for sure. That's right. That's right. Well, Will's always had a heart for that, and he actually did the. I mean, you know all this, but the caller, the the people don't. That he did the um, games, baseball games for Saluda High School his senior year, and. Um, they enjoyed him and they included him on everything. So we're just um, proud of him. him. His dad and I and family is proud of him, and we appreciate you giving him the opportunity to get out there, get his name out there and his voice out there. Well, we got him working, though, Mom. I tell you, you'd be proud of this kid. He gets up early. Now, he's sleeping late here. We get up early about 6. He does this thing, then he heads to another spot, does this thing for the rest of the day. And a yep. lot of times I'll bring him back <laughs> around the program as well. So, He's going to get to do the, uh, the the very similar role. Actually, I got him the gig over at Somerville. Uh, he'll be doing the uh, the PA stuff uh, this year, so uh, that'll be exciting for him. Yeah. I don't know if you do that or not. No, well, I know I, I did. We, we heard we were that. In talks to yeah. Coach Bo. <laughs> yeah, we we were in me and yeah. we were in talks yeah. to Coach Bo, and um, and so that, I'm looking forward to that. Um, get getting back to some uh, some of my roots. Uh, where I started. Yeah. So let me ask you yeah, this: that'd so, be great. Uh, when we look at this, uh-huh. uh, Miss Porter. Growing up in, in, in a place like Saluda, and I had a chance to watch the video of you guys rolling back in town from the big win, the small town USA. It, it reminded me a lot of either Friday Night Lights or we could even remember the Titans when they had won, yep. getting ready to play for that state championship game, and you see the dude 
coming through the quarterback. No, it was a linebacker coming through, and he got that accent. But it was the whole town that was just celebrating there at the diner. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, I, I was reintroduced to the Huddle House, by Will, by the way. That was a lot of fun yesterday, day before yesterday. Uh, I hadn't heard Huddle heard House that. in a long time. Yeah, Huddle House and, and, and Judy's. Those are two uh, five-star former programs that have been around. But uh, what's it like growing up in a place like Saluda where I believe – uh, there's still a lot of a lot of God going on in the streets there. There's a lot of the streetlights. It's kind of the curfew still, and uh, just has that 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 wholesome feeling that I think we miss in yep. a lot of bigger towns now. Yeah, it does. It's just a, you pretty much everybody knows everybody, um, and it's just a it's just every everybody's just so warm and friendly. When people move into town, I've heard them say, "Salute is so nice because people welcome you." And I think that's what, and we stick together. We, you know, if something if something happens to somebody, we try to pull together. Churches do, people, families do. Um, and actually with these guys, with these football, I mean, that's all we really have during the fall on Friday nights around Saluda to do um, is, is football. So um, that's what they really, you know, look forward to. And it's just, Saluda's just a small town. We'd have one grocery store and five stoplights so you know that's <laughs> a very small town <laughs> and you know what though that's what makes the world go round and round or small towns usa somerville used to be like that somerville's getting big man we've right. actually we, we've upgraded our town square we've actually put a water fountain in the middle of it and it actually yeah. you know, there's power to it so it bubbles up and all that stuff and then they went and got uh-huh. crazy and put an ice skating rink in town i mean never thought i'd see oh, that wow. day either, but uh, yeah we're we're growing I mean, sweet tea, well, I'm so, uh, ice skating, yeah. and, and a live uh, water fountain. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, y'all guys have a great day, and um, I've got to get to work now, but uh, y'all have a great day, and have a good weekend. I think y'all's whole weekend is booked, so uh, I guess I'll be talking to you soon, Will. Y'all doing a great job out there. Well, thank you, Mama. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, we, we, okay. appreciate it very, we appreciate it very much over here, so... Um, from from us to you, Mama. Thank you very much. All right, sounds good. I love you, and have a great great day. And go Tigers! There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Now is that the is that the Saluda Tigers, right? That, that, That's not the, She's probably also a Clemson Tiger fan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, That's it, kind it, of a double dipper. No. See. No. No. I'll, I'll I'll tell you a little bit of history about the Saluda Tigers. So, right. um, like originally before Clemson University was ever built, um, Alex Tillman actually looked at um a, a little. Uh, plot of land in Saluda to possibly build uh, the university, but because South Carolina was already established, that would have been uh, too close, and so then he he went further upstate and then uh, picked a uh, he picked a uh, cow pasture and put it there, <laughs> um, started building his uh, university there. But there's a road um, in Saluda called uh, called Clemson Road, and that's uh, the so the story goes is that that's where the university would have been built um right. just out, out looking over there ironically enough uh if you walk out the one grocery store that we have and look to the right that's where it would have been oh, cool. uh, that, that's the rumor anyways but um but yeah we we have the fight song tiger rag we um we we used to have orange in our colors but now it's just purple and white um and of course uh of course we are the tigers and uh it's 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 great and i and i i you know grew up grew up bleeding um Clemson Orange all my life too. 
I'm not, I'm not sure how you feel about that. Nah, kind of, kind of giving me a look. Nah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things, man. Look, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I'm a Gamecock fan. All I know is that uh, you know we're going to be watching you guys tomorrow as a team, and uh, that'd be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, let's do this. Let's head to a break. We come back. Tony Agalini should be joining us here any moment. Now we'll change the gears a little bit. We'll talk a little bit college football because it is that time for our Friday segment, the Pick'em segment. Of course, brought to you by our friends. Over at Simmons Barbershop, they'll, of course, uh, sponsor this segment uh, tomorrow as, uh, of course, uh, we'll, we'll pick out the champions throughout the show. This song coming up, it's kind of a, kind of a shout-out to all those small-town USA guys, and uh, we'll do that coming out of break. It's going to be the pick Coming up next, Tony Agalini from Jacksonville, Florida, guys. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break. All your words sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no light, the check is in the mail. And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail. And your third fiance didn't show. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You wanna be where you can see The troubles are all the same You wanna be where everybody knows your name Go out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead The morning's looking bright and your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to Welcome back, everybody. Richie up here live on Southern Sports Central here. Of course, uh, great show that has been. Boy, it has been a great show. And I mean a really good show. Uh, today we've had the uh, Ryan Berger, the quarterback from Myrtle Beach High School, joined us uh, at seven twelve. He checked in with us as he talked to us about uh, their big game tomorrow. Now, they're actually going to go through and have a, a parade, if you will, through the elementary schools and uh, – They'll see the likes of Wren tomorrow in the mid-game of uh, the three teams, the three games that we'll play tomorrow. The 5A will start around 1230. After that, they'll, of course, uh, check in with uh, the 4A and then the 3A. So should be a big one there. But Ryan Berger, of course, is the uh, class of 22. That makes him a sophomore. He's 3-0 and 
he got the nod when uh, Lou Doty went down. He got to step up, and it's kind of the Brett Favre-Aaron Rodgers deal. That's the way I look at it. So it should be a um, a really good game coming up uh, tomorrow. Now, the cool part was to get uh, the guy that's going to be, uh, well, right beside him or on the other side of him, excuse me, on the other offensive side is going to be Joe Owens. He came in at 730, the uh, Wren High School starting quarterback. He'll join uh, – you know, the likes of many, if he can put uh, 72 on the board, and that would be his amount of touchdowns in the end zone, because right now he sits at 69, which is uh, too shy of the uh, state record of 71. And that is uh, the quarterback used to be there, uh, Shuler Bentley. was his name over at Burns back in 2013? Now, of course, uh, the Piedmont, South Carolina high school team, they're going to stay home today. They'll do a little walkthrough. They'll get up in the morning. Moms and dads are going to get together and throw some good old home cooking to them. That'll be a lot of fun with them as well. As uh, they'll eat that, then they'll uh, probably run a little bit of uh, some some ideas, if you will, jump on the bus, head over to Columbia, and uh, take on a defending state champion team out of Myrtle Beach. Of course, that's going to be um, a good matchup. And then right after that, you'll see the 3A matchup coming up as well. So uh, a lot going on, a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, here this morning and uh, you know when we when we kind of put things together and we try to understand where we are what we're doing uh, you, you know you, you kind of get into the mix and the fix of things eight o'clock it was as advertised man the excitement rolling all across uh, Fort Dorchester High School across the low country as we had a lot of eyes and ears more ears than eyes I would imagine listening in here of course uh, checking out where Brandon Johnson the big man 6'4", 301 pounds, benching 350 pounds. Where was he going to go to school next? He had, of course, on the board, Florida Atlantic, Florida International, Furman, and Navy. Of course, uh, he announces uh, he's going to take that talent to Navy. So uh, a lot of fun there as um, he was able to get in here and, and hang out with us and uh, have some conversations. Of course, we've had a couple of other guys and uh, ladies up in here with us. Uh, Joe Mack checked in uh, from the uh, stations over there at uh, Kirkman Broadcasting. They hold uh, Fox and ESPN. He's a producer over there. He steps in from time to time, has a voice at times, and uh, just a passionate guy. Loves high school sports, loves his wrestling, and uh, just enjoys uh, talking sports overall, college football, things close to his heart like the rest of us here on Southern Sports Central. And then uh, how about this one? This was a first-timer. Will Porter, of course, his mom checks in all the way from Saluda, South Carolina. Of course, she's. She's a big tiger over there, not only with Saluda, but with the Clemson Tigers as well. Uh, and it's always good to get, uh, you know, the mama's in here checking in with us, keeping us on point, making sure we're doing the right thing. She, we used to have Darnisha, you know, when she was the co-host here with me on the air. Uh, she uh, made sure the studio stayed cleaned up and that we were on our best behaviors, uh, the P's and Q's, if you will. But um, waiting here, hopefully we'll get in here with Tony Agolini. He'll join us here any second now. And uh, if he does join us, of course, We'll add him to the conversation, but now we do turn our likes to the, uh, well, the college ranks. That's right. The big games are all going to take place tomorrow. The question is, he's going to come home with a victory. Uh, we'll get into that here as well, because here's the fun thing. Here's the fun thing is that uh, you look at the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the PAC, uh, you know, there's, there's all different storylines here. You know, you go against LSU, and, and you see what they can do. What, what about LSU? How, how good are they? We'll find out because offensively they're putting a ton of points on the board, but on the other side, just giving up any points. Then you got Clemson, the Tigers, undefeated. You already know their storyline. Dabo's been their biggest 
uh, cheerleader, but yet their largest coach. And I'm not picking on it by no means because, hey, that's what coaches do. Their coaches are the voice of the team, right? And uh, they're also the coach of the team. And he's done a great job at both of those. And, uh, hey, look, there's a lot of programs which they were in the seat where the Tigers are right now. But Virginia's known for doing some big things. And I believe the game's in Charlotte, which the last time they were in Charlotte, I think they beat the Gamecocks uh, in postseason. So don't count them out. I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, with that being said, I am going to bring in Tony Agolini from Jacksonville, Florida. Tony, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. How are you? Good, man. We've had a busy, busy show, man. We've uh, been fortunate enough here lately to bring in a lot of high school kids. The state championship is today and tomorrow here in our state. Uh, of course, uh, tomorrow we're taking uh, myself and Will. We're going to go hang out over at williams Price Stadium. They're going to crown a few champions. Uh, you know, I could say a few things there to pick on my Gamecocks, but I'm going to leave it alone. Um, of course, uh, we're going to be there for all three of the bigger games. That's the three, four, and five, eight games that will be played tomorrow over there in williams Price. But we had Ryan Bergen, the quarterback from Myrtle Beach, come in. How would you like to be the guy to step up for Luke Doty, who's already committed to South Carolina? He's probably the hottest quarterback in the state of South Carolina right now for sure. Uh, he gets hurt. So your first game as a sophomore quarterback uh, is in the playoffs, and this kid is now 3-0, and backing up probably the best quarterback in the area and in the state. Uh, no pressure, right? I mean, this kid came in and, and he's handled business, and now they're going to go in and defend their state championship game uh, tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. I hadn't heard a story like that in a while, maybe since uh, Tom Brady and uh, Drew Bledsoe, but that's, that's pretty cool. Then, of course, uh, we had another kid. Uh, we, we, there's a, um, a a record of 71 touchdowns in a season uh, that uh, Shuler Bentley it was the quarterback at uh, Burns High School a couple years ago, back in 2013. Uh, how about this? If this kid can not only throw three touchdowns, that would give him 72 because he's sitting at 69 right now, Tony, and he can win a championship. Man, I don't, does it get any better to, to not only win a state championship, and get a, a state record all in the same day. I mean, that's 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 movie in the making, right? Yeah, definitely. So they these championship games they have them at Williams Price. Well, they do three of them in Williams Price. So they do the three, the four, and the five A, right? And then tonight they'll do the one and the two A over Benedict College, which is a little smaller college down the street from there. Uh, and I, and I would only imagine the reason they don't for timing would be one. And the wear and tear on that football field, I can imagine having three right. games uh, with those kids stomping on it. Uh, they're going to replace the grass anyways, but uh, I, I don't know how playable it would be in that final game. Yeah, I was going to say, because Florida, all the state championships are down in Orlando, which makes sense, obviously, because it's pretty centrally located unless you're in the panhandle. But uh, also that they've got field turf because there's no way in the world that, like you said, that turf would withstand, you know, six, eight games in a period of like three days and, and – uh, and all that. So, yeah, I, I want to say Florida gets going maybe in a, another – I think it's – this week might be the semis, and then the finals are, are next week, I think. Um, I think the only Jacksonville school that's still involved is Bowles, which is the private school where uh, Hayden Hurst, uh, your former tight end, uh, where he went right. to high school. Uh, it's been kind of a – after a big year for Jacksonville the last couple of years, this year there's a lot of talent, but none of the teams actually got real far except for Bowles. So, uh, we'll see what happens with them. Live right now, Tony Agolini, he checks in with us every Friday, right about this time right here as we do our pick'em segment. Of course, uh, he's our connection to the SEC and to the Gators over there uh, in Gainesville. Uh, these guys, of course, uh, had a great season. Uh, unfortunately, because Georgia, uh, they only dropped that one to the Gamecocks, uh, they were kind of a game away 
uh, from getting into these conversations. I would imagine that, though, uh, you got to be pretty proud of your Gators before we get into the pick. Kind of give us a recap of your Gators as uh, you'll kind of wait till tomorrow's action, and then Sunday they'll announce uh, the bowl destinations for everybody. Yeah, I mean, this is a – you know, minus really the Georgia game, this was a, a really fun year. I mean, even the, the LSU game and a loss, I, I thought we played well out there, just made one – uh, killer mistake towards the end with an interception, uh, which allowed you know kept us from holding serve and keeping up in that game. It, it the the pick and then LSU scored and it made it a two possession game and that was kind of it. But um, Georgia just uh, couldn't get off the field on third down against them. Jake Fromm, for whatever reason, plays like Drew Brees when when he plays the Gators. Hopefully he'll go pro, but with our luck he'll probably come back and. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens next year. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's tough to not be pleased. Uh, uh, Ten wins. Uh, we weren't quite sure where the season was headed when Franks got hurt against Kentucky, but draft rallied the troops that night, and that was a, a big win because the season can go south quickly if you lose to Kentucky. Um, and, uh, you know, draft had a heck of a year. It's somehow uh, – it's funny. We, we averaged 300 yards a game uh, in passing, and about 95% of that was draft. Some of it was uh, – uh, Jones, um, but it's, 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 they've only had three seasons where they've done that. It was this year, 2001, with Rex Grossman, and back uh, in 1969 with uh, John Reeves, who was an assistant in Carolina for a while, uh, and a, a group of receivers called the Super Sophomores. So uh, it's only been done three times, and then defense had a defense had a really good year. I wouldn't say great because of, of uh, sometimes we had trouble, like I said, getting off the field on third down, but. Um, Depending on who stays and who goes, um, should be in pretty decent shape, uh, you know, for next year. But we'll see where we go bowl-wise. I think the consensus is probably the Orange Bowl uh, against Virginia and uh, assuming that LSU uh, beats Georgia. If Georgia wins, then I guess we'll go to the Sugar Bowl and um, play OU or or maybe Baylor or something like that. But uh, I'm kind of for going to the Orange Bowl if it means Georgia loses tomorrow. Live right now, Tony Aguilini, of course, joins us here every Friday morning, the final segment for our Pick'em segment. Just wanted to talk a little shop for you. Uh, the, uh, it looks like the transfer portal is going to hit you guys at a quarterback position over there. Uh, I thought I saw that on the uh, airwaves. It's hard because Coastal just set a record with the uh, amount of guys that are leaving out of that program over there a couple of days ago. And instead of them using uh, that little small, small capsule, they actually uh, used the entire bus uh, to load up a handful of guys. <laughs> Man, it was crazy. I've never seen that many guys that are leaving a program like that. And, uh, the concerns and questions, if you're administration over there, you got to wonder and kind of think to yourself, maybe. But I know, I know Coach, uh, I'd say okay. I don't know him great. He's not a guy that I get to talk to all the time, which uh, Chadwell, of course, was the head coach at Charleston Southern down the street from the studio here. Great guy. His expectations are, are, are pretty much black and white. You do this, you, you know, you're okay. You don't, you know, you're not. It's kind of like paying your mortgage if you pay day if you don't you won't and uh you know a lot of mortgage payments probably didn't get paid this year he felt like so he was probably a little harder on him than normal uh but uh what's it look like as far as that that portal down there with you guys in Gainesville well we haven't lost we haven't lost anybody that's super important quite yet now Felipe Franks is, is going to transfer he's a, he's going to be a graduate transfer though so I, I don't that one doesn't bug me as much just because if you've graduated from college then you've kind of earned the right to you know, go somewhere else and get some playing time. It, it would be tough for Mullen to um, kind of keep Franks and Trask, especially off the year that Trask just had. And then you've got, um, 
you know, Jones as a, as a capable backup. So uh, I, I will be interested to see where Felipe Franks ends up. He's got a rocket for an arm. I, I think uh, Mullen has really helped him uh, be a better quarterback. Uh, the issue is with that injury, um, that was a pretty serious one. And that's like a six or a nine month uh, recovery and rehab time. And I don't know if he's going to be able to really participate in spring football wherever he goes. So, uh, it might be a little bit of a thing, kind of like Joe Burrow last year at LSU, where um, he didn't really get to campus until, or yeah, he didn't get to campus and he didn't really get to uh, participate until the summer. So um, we'll see what Franks does. He got drafted in the baseball draft. I don't think that I don't think that'll be a an option for him. I, to be honest, if it's me, I'd rather go play quarterback somewhere else and be the big man on campus for like six months versus riding a bus from you know, middle of nowhere, Iowa to middle of nowhere, Nebraska, you know, in, in double A or, or single A. Um, Lucas Kroll is a tight end. He's another graduate, so he can go play right away. So we actually need to use the transfer portal, Richie. Uh, we, we lose a ton of receivers. Uh, I wouldn't mind grabbing a decent receiver out of that, and I wouldn't mind getting some depth uh, on the uh, offensive line, defensive line, and, and probably uh, at linebacker too. So it's, that, that transfer portal it give us and it, it take us away. So hopefully we can uh, we can get a couple guys to make an impact next year out of it uh, too. Tony brings up a great point here, uh, where uh, you uh, you talk about this transfer portal and uh, how it works itself out and uh, how it helps you guys but hurts you guys. But yet on this other side, of the high school side, man, I don't like it, man, because here's what's happening. You're talking about this, the opportunities, the scholarships, the chances now for some of these young men. Uh, it's just not going to be there. It's not going to be there like it used to be. It's changing the game, and I don't know if it's in the best way. I know it hurts a lot of guys when you lose that many, but it's almost a quick fix. It's almost like drafting kids, if you will, uh, say, hey, Go into yep. the transfer portal. We'll pick you up on the other side. As long as you're there when, when we call your number uh, in the NFL. Very similar. But yet again, we've seen it on many levels where a kid comes out and he is told all throughout his recruiting process, you're the number two quarterback when you get in here. Then all of a sudden, let's just say, for example, Alabama or uh, Florida's got a quarterback. He jumps in the transfer portal. Why wouldn't you go get him? He's got experience. He's got size. He's got work ethic. He's got a lot of great things that he can bring to your program immediately. Yeah, you got to kind of get that guy. Uh, not much training involved there. But one thing we do need to hit quickly is we're going to hit the clock here with about 12, maybe 12 games on the docket here uh, later today. That's right. Later today, you're going to see the Pac-12 championship game kick off at 8 o'clock on ABC. Utah is favored by six and a half. Uh, they are the number five team in the country. They'll take on the likes of Oregon, number 13 team. Will, let me give it to you first and tell me what you think, bud. Well, I think that uh, – it, it, it's Pac-12 play, and, uh, you know, you heard Paul Feinbaum say it earlier this week, nobody wants to see Utah, but they're ranked number five in the country. They're the first team out. And um, and, and this is an interesting uh, game fact here. Uh, the quarterback for Utah, Tyler Huntley, he's completed he completed 14 of 17 passes last week. He raised his completion percentage to 75.5, which ranks second in the FBS, minimum 15 attempts per team game. The only quarterback that has um, that has more that he's behind is LSU's Joe Burrow, with 78.3%. So just looking at that, I'm thinking, you know, and, and just looking at the stats and, and things like that, Utah has a better chance of scoring on this Oregon team with 
with with just all the, with all the right tools, and then defense for Utah and the Utes uh, can be able to shut down uh, an Oregon Ducks offense um, led by Justin Herbert, who he he's completing sixty seven and a half percent of his passes, um, and only has only has five interceptions on the year. So who are you gonna go with? You got Utah on this one? You got Utah? No, right, man. I, I, who do you got there? Uh, yeah, who I, are you gonna go with on your side? I've got I've got Oregon in this one. I and I like this Utah team. Their defense is loaded. They've got like four or five guys that are going to get taken probably in the first couple rounds of the NFL draft, if if not the first round. Uh, Abear's got to play a little. Or I keep calling him Abear from Bobby Abear, like the old guy with the Saints. But Herbert's got to play better. Um, he's, the completion percentage is high, but he's also not taking a lot of chances downfield. Um, but yeah, I think Oregon's going to win this. One. I think they've been in a, these big games before. I think that's a little bit new. Uh, for Utah lately, um, it's going to be played in Palo Alto. I don't think the crowd's going to be all that big. I, I wish the Pac-10 would just go to campuses for their championship game. I think that makes a lot more sense since those schools are right. so much more spread out uh, and there's not a central location to have it. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'll take Oregon in this one, um, and uh, they'll kind of spoil Utah's party. Yeah, you know, I, originally I was going to go Utah, but it, but you know, I'm thinking about they've been here before. They know how to do it. They will handle business because it isn't a neutral site here. And you're right, it's a spread out conference all across basically that side of uh, the Mississippi over there. Uh, so I go with you here. I think Oregon pulls this one out. Then we head to the ACC. Uh, this will be a 7.30 kickoff. Uh, Clemson a massive favorite, 20.5. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson, a no-brainer here. I just think that Dabo and the boys are, are just going to have another uh, Clemson day. Uh, Tony, your thoughts? Yeah, I think Clemson big. I, I think uh, you know Virginia will hang around for a little bit. But um, that, that big win over – Virginia Tech, I mean, that was 15 years in the making. I, I don't know how you top that one. Uh, I, I think Virginia will just be happy to be there uh, on Saturday. And Clemson big, Virginia to the Orange Bowl, Clemson back in the playoffs, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, Clemson is a uh, 28.5-point favorite in spread, and, I, I mean, it, it, it's almost a no-brainer, really. Clemson is seeking its uh, fifth straight um, conference championship and um, and something that no FBS team has ever done is going five straight and like they're 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 tying records with uh, Florida and Marshall in in their respective conferences and Virginia they are making their first ACC uh, title game appearance there in Charlotte I'm I'm taking the Tigers. All right, so I don't know whether or not, Tony, I gave you the proper introduction. I brought in a guy to uh, run the studio board here. That's Will Porter, by the way. He's our very own The Bear. You know, he had a game to get The Bear. He's kind of like The Bear for us here. I didn't realize until he just started breaking down that first game. I was like, my God, this kid's like a bean counter. He's got all the stats and figures, man. <laughs> uh, he's done great, though. He's my stat guy on ESPN on Friday nights. Well, I heard his mom call in, and I knew he was in good hands. So he's doing great. <laughs> He'll never live that down. Mom, great job. Well done. Oh, man. Gotta love it. All right, so let's head over to another big game coming up, Baylor. Now, we're going to have to minimize really here, guys, because we're about six minutes away from the top of the hour. Got to give a one answer here going forward. Baylor, Oklahoma. It is going to be uh, the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game at high noon. It's going to be a shootout. Uh, who wins this one? I'm going to go Oklahoma, just as I like Jalen Hurts, and I think that he steps up big. Tony, your thoughts? Oklahoma as well. I, I think the momentum for OU carries over from Baylor blowing that 20-plus point lead, and uh, I don't think OU is going to get off to a slow start like they did in Waco a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm picking Oklahoma as well. You know, Jalen Hurts and uh, what has been able to do is just uh, it's just spectacular, and I'm thinking, you know, Oklahoma is not going to, um, like you said, get behind like 
a couple weeks ago against Baylor. This is a rematch, and I think that Oklahoma is looking to uh, get get ahead and stay ahead. All right, we head to the game that we all know a little bit more about, Georgia-LSU, Georgia number four, LSU number two. Kickoff, 4 o'clock, the SEC championship game there in Atlanta. CBS will host it. It will be a big one. I've got LSU winning this one. It's not going to be a blowout because I do think this defense keeps Georgia around. I just think they make a, a small mistake. And my question is, how much of some of these suspensions are going to hold and uh, some of the situations that they're going to bring into this game from previous games uh, on our end? Tony, your thoughts on this SEC championship? I think if Georgia was at full strength on offense, I think they'd have a shot. I've got LSU like 38-21. I think they score uh, late to kind of put it away. I think uh, Cager being hurt at wide receiver, uh, he's out. Uh, he had a huge game against Florida and, and then got hurt, of course. Um like I said, Fraud plays like Drew Brees when he's playing the Gators and, and uh, not when he's playing other teams. He's struggled this year, uh, and then they've got the receiver that's out, you know, for the first half after trying to fight uh, two guys with helmets on trying to punch each other at the Georgia Tech game. So um, Georgia's defense, I think, will keep him in until about midway through the third, and then I'll, I'll take LSU the rest of the way. It says Georgia's first SEC team to allow 20 or fewer points in each of its first 12 games in a season since Florida in 2009. That's on defense. On offense, I'm looking at Jake Fromm's 62% completion against Joe Burrow's um, uh, just uh, all-across FBS leading 78.3% completion rate. Um, Like like you said, if Georgia's defense can be able to keep them in the game, but it's really up to the Georgia's offense. Um, Going up against the LSU stout defense, uh, ranked in the – ranked below 15th in, in the country for stop rate, uh, but I do believe that LSU is going to end up pulling away. Yeah, that running like back for LSU, by the way, is really tough to oh, stop. Yeah. Georgia's going to have their, their handful with that. Yeah, but the good news is that they're one of the best in the country at stopping this thing, so uh, you know, I'm like you. Yeah. I think it's a closer game than many think. Alright, let's go over to the Big Ten. It's going to be a big matchup, a rematch, if you will, there, of course, uh, when you see these two teams square off at the 8 o'clock uh, matinee there, uh, well, and the, the nightcap, if you will, Number one, Ohio State. They're 12 and 0. They're going to take on the number 18, Wisconsin. The Badgers are 10 and 2. Ohio State only a 16 and a half favorite here. You know, I want to go Wisconsin. I want to jump around with these guys. I just don't know if they've got enough in the tank. And that kid uh, Fields is just having a field day over there, Buckeyes. I can't go against them. They're just week in and week out proof to me. Tony, your thoughts on this one? Well, I'll tell you this: if, if Georgia had Fields, I'd be really tempted to pick them against LSU. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. Wisconsin's only chance is Wisconsin has to run for like 200 or 250 yards uh, and keep Ohio State's offense off the field. Otherwise, it's going to be the same as the Michigan game where, you know, it's close, close, close. And then all of a sudden, you know, Ohio State goes on like a 21 to nothing run like it's a basketball game. And I think Ohio State plays looser with Coach, uh, with Coach Day. I, I think um, they don't have that pucker factor that they used to sometimes with Urban Meyer. And uh, I think Ohio State cruises uh, in the second half. Yeah, I feel like it's really a no-brainer here. Ohio State, it, they, the last time that they played Wisconsin in regular season, of course, was a, a game they won 38-7. Justin Fields has had 11 games this season with multiple touchdown passes, no interceptions. He's tied with uh, Marcus Mariota from 2014, and then last year's um, Tua Tagovailoa for the most by any FBS player in a season in the last 20 years. And I just think that this Ohio State team um, I think is led by Chase Young on the defensive side and, of course, uh, led by Justin Fields on the offensive side, it's really I, I really don't see how Wisconsin, w- just with Jonathan Taylor, can be able to overcome um, the Buckeyes team. I guess I got two little hot shots here, and then I'm get you out of here, Tony. Uh, that is five. That's the big five. We've got them picked up. We've got them selected, and our names in those hats. Now, 
Look at this game. This one, of course, uh, we don't talk a lot about, but let's give them some love. 10-2 and two Cincinnati, 11-1 Memphis. American Athletic Conference is on the board. 3.30 kickoff, ABC. Memphis has looked good. Cincinnati, however, has shocked a few teams. I like Memphis in this one. I think that number 17th ranked team is able to handle business. Tony, what say you, my friend? I'm actually going to go Cincinnati in this one. I think it's tough. It's tough to beat a team twice in a season. I, I think OU will do it, but it's also tough to beat a team back-to-back, uh, even if it's home back-to-back. So I'm going to take Cincinnati. I, I think uh, maybe some distraction on the Memphis side as Nor, uh, Norvell seems to have one foot out the door, maybe headed to FSU or somewhere else. So I, I think Luke Fickle and uh, Cincinnati pull off the upset. This is favored at nine and a half in this game, and I, I, it's really hard to um, it, it's really hard to debate that Cincinnati. They've allowed at least thirty-four points in each of its four losses in a row to Memphis. The last team to score thirty-four or more in five consecutive wins over the Bearcats was Miami. Um, I, I'm taking I'm taking the Memphis uh, Tigers on this one. All right, our final selection here. We're going to give love to the Sun Belt, the Fun Belt, if you will. They've had a heck of a season. Why not recognize the Raging Cajuns and the Ad State Boys? These guys have uh, they've shocked the, the country this year, winning uh, big games all around. Uh, of course, uh, the Raging Cajuns coming in at ten and two. Appalachian State, the Big A's. It's an after that. Appalachian State is eleven and one. They're twenty one, ranking in the country. Twelve o'clock kickoff. ESPN. They're favored by six. I'm going to go App State. Hard to go against the boys at App. Tony, what say you, my friend? I'll go App State, especially in honor of Socon John, whose uh, Furman Paladins got screwed last night against Auburn. So I, I think App State wins. Ooh. Yeah, um, I'm thinking I'm taking App State, too. You know, of course, they're favored uh, six and a half. Um, they've never lost to Louisiana going 7-0 and all time, and it's a rematch of last year's Sun Belt title game. But Louisiana has won six straight games, not committing a single turnover in the last four of them. Um, and that's the longest streak, uh, active streak in the FBS right now. But I'm still taking App State um, with offense. I lied to you, Tony. I got to get you some love there in the uh, in, in Florida. You got, of course, the Conference USA Championship. UAB, FAU. UAB is nine and three. FAU nine and three. One thirty kickoff. CBS Sports Network going to host this one. FAU is a seven and a half favorite here. Boy, I tell you, this is a tough one here. I am going to go FAU on this one. Just because I've seen some things I've liked, I'm not sure if I'm buying in over there on UAB's 93 as much. I go FAU, Tony. What say you, Brett? Yeah, I'll go FAU with all that Florida talent. Um, but I'm interested to see what happens with Lane Kiffin Sunday and Monday. I think he might be headed somewhere else, so we'll we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, give me FAU over uh, UAB. That'd be a great story, though. I mean, UAB just reinstated football what four or five years ago, and here they are playing for a conference championship. FAU. 30 points in their last uh, five games and they've won their last five. I'm taking Florida Atlantic. All right, Tony, there you go. We'll see what we do for tomorrow, my friend. Enjoy your Friday and your weekend. We'll catch you next week. All right, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it and uh, good luck to the the new kid. He's doing great. I appreciate it, man. We'll let him know and uh, without a doubt, I want to thank everybody here. We're up 60 seconds here. We've picked it. We've selected it and so did the big man, Brandon Johnson. He's heading to Navy. Did it at 8 o'clock. He's Bordeaux Chester's own defensive man on the front line. He'll be hanging out with a Navy shipment there this time next year. I want to thank Ryan Berger, who is a starting quarterback at Myrtle Beach High School, joined us in hour number one, class of 22. He is 3-0. and They'll take on Wren tomorrow in the 4A State Championship. Also, thank you, Joe Owens, the quarterback of Wren High School, that joined us. He also, of course, uh, will be playing against that Myrtle Beach quarterback uh, come tomorrow at Williams-Bryce Stadium. He's not only going for a championship, He's going for a record. He's only two away from tying, three away from taking. 
we'll see what he can do. And, of course, uh, Tony Agolini joined us along with uh, my buddy Joe Mack and my man's mama joined us here just a ago. So on behalf of all of us, all of you, we'll be back live tomorrow. Stay tuned. Go to SO Sports Central for the update. Have a great Friday. God bless. Take care.